Hello and welcome to another episode of Solo Powered Podcast with me, Ariana Dunn. This is a podcast that celebrates doing things solo, whether that be solo travel, solo business venture, solo journey to parenthood, single by choice, solo pursuits of passion or solo adventures. Remember, this is not about living a lonely life. This is about living the most full life on your terms. Today, I've got a great guest and we're going to talk about the journey of a solopreneur. This is an individual who is both um, the owner and the sole employee or an employee when they start out of their business. An entrepreneur may start out a company on their own, but they usually aim to grow and maybe eventually sell, where a solopreneur simply seeks out a steady income and the flexibility of self-employment. There are lots of people going down this route now, and it's great that we have so much technology and so much freedom for people to be able to explore solopreneur journeys. Um, Since COVID, a lot of people, you know, realized that being in the office every day, commuting to work, we've had a a mass, um, a mass of people over across in America, the UK and Ireland resigning from their jobs to set up on their own and pursue their passions whilst also making money in successful businesses. One such person is Heather Condren, an amazing solopreneur. After years working grueling 24-hour shifts in social care, Heather's life changed when her friends organized her hen party in early 2017. The gals arranged a flower crown workshop for their bride-to-be, which sparked the long-held creativity and love for flowers that Heather held deep inside. So she quit her job and took up the solo job of becoming a florist. Soon she opened up her own studio in Inchicore, the award-winning flower pop. And thanks to her growing social media following, her business, excuse the pun, bloomed. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 2023 and Heather is one of the most successful florists in Ireland, having just done flowers for the Cruise Beckham birthday party, as well as Punchestown and even a stunning Guinness-inspired floristry display in the decadent Ashford Castle. Heather and I have known each other for over 20 years, as Heather's cousin is Gordon Hickey, who was on this very podcast at four. So a talented family indeed, and I'm thrilled she has agreed to be here in the studio to tell us all about her solopreneur journey. So Heather, you're very welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. I love that your name is Heather and you work in floristry. It's just so perfect. I know, isn't there a word for that? There is. Yeah, (laughs) it's like you become your name. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So obviously I just did an intro there, but tell us in your own words about kind of like your journey to this. And I know you you, you have people working for you now and you know, you've expanded the business. And so it isn't just you, but it is your business, your brainchild. So talk to us about your your journey in your own words. Yeah, so I kind of call myself the accidental florist. Um, I I wasn't, I I never set out to be a florist kind of thing, you know, Um, but I was working as a social care worker for years. And as you were saying there, I did the hen party uh, flower crown and I loved it. And I knew when I got married that I was going to quit my job as social care work because I wanted to have a baby and the 24 hour shifts and stuff weren't going to work with that. And the women who ran the workshop were Kay's Flower School Mm. and they were open 30 years that year. So they were running a scholarship for a floristry, full floristry training. And I was like, I'll apply for that for the crack. Thought nothing more of it. And then about six weeks later, it was announced as the winner. I was like, what? And a few other people had recommended me as well for it. So that was, that was gas. Um, So I did that. But at the same time, I was like, I'd always kind of worked in social care and I knew that there was like a creative side of me there. So I was like, how am I going to like explore all of this? So I took up an internship with a startup business, Sadie's Kitchen, doing PR and marketing. And that was... That, I, I think that was the groundwork for me s- 
starting to think about owning my own business. I'd never before would have thought of myself as a business owner, you know, but watching Sarah Kylie, who owns Sadie's Kitchen, grow that from the grounds up and it was just the two of us in there, you know, and she had taken it so far on her own and then like that needed to take someone else on. Um, but I was right in there from the ground up and seeing all of the hard work that goes into it, but all the excitement mm. and how every day is different. Um, and without realising it, that kind of sparked a little something in me, you know. Um, so I was doing that, had done, was training to be a florist and then also found out I was pregnant at the same time. Mm. So for a few years, the flowers were something I kind of did. Like I'd make my mom a bunch for her birthday or I'd do some wreaths for family at Christmas, but it was never the full-time thing mm. and then with COVID everybody's situation changed and I found myself unemployed um and started doing flowers from my kitchen essentially you know um and I and then like they were I remember the first day that I was like I'm gonna do flowers for Valentine's Day and I stuck it up on Instagram and I was like I'll see how many orders I get and I was like if I got 20 I'd make this amount of money and wouldn't that be great because maybe we could go on a little night way the three of us and but I got like 75 orders in 24 wow. hours and I was like <laughs> I don't know how to make 75 bouquets this quickly wow yeah uh, I quickly learned that 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 it takes a lot more time than I had anticipated <laughs> but we got them done um and then it just kind of grew from there wow yeah but like I, I kind of um kept saying to myself I need to find a real job and everyone around me was like, this is a real job. Yeah. Do you know? And I was like, no. It's so interesting, though, because obviously, you know, throughout that time, I'd followed you on Instagram. As I said, we've, we've, we were in, on holidays together many, many years ago when we were young pups and didn't know what life was, uh, yeah. what life was was going to hold in, in, in front of us. And, you know, I remember talking to Gordon and saying, how's Heather? And he'd be like, yeah, she's a florist now. And I'd be like, a florist? What? You know, and like, but what you've done with your floristry business has mm. been absolutely insane. And I mean, it's just been incredible. Like, what do you kind of attribute that sort of success to? Talk, talk to us about the journey that you've been on from the, from the kitchen table to, to where you are now. Yeah. So basically, um, I, so I was doing it from the kitchen table and then it got a bit, it got too big for that. So I was like, right, I need to start looking for a unit. So I stuck it up on Twitter one day that I was looking for a unit and I was like, it could be somebody's garage. I just needed somewhere a bit bigger. And Lauren Chute, uh, who owns DI Development, saw the tweet and she had a unit in Inchicore and messaged me and said, I have a space in Inchicore. Would you be interested in like subletting it? And I had literally signed a lease on a house in Inchicore the day before. Wow. So I was like, okay, this is like kind of, you know, Karma. written in the stars. Yeah. Um, and so when that happened again, I was thinking, I'll do this for a few months while I look for it. I kept saying a real job. I was, I think, looking at applying to be a bus driver and everything. I was a bit all over the place, you know, <laughs> didn't really know what I wanted to be. Just wanted to do something different. But I think, um, once I gave into it, you know, it was like, yeah, it just, it just kind of exploded, you yeah, know. Yeah. I, I think what makes me good at it is that it's a really fast paced changing job. You know, I could, I'm doing something different every day and that holds my interest. And I really need something like that in my life, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm not afraid to, like, I'm real, like, I'll say yes and figure that out later. And sometimes that it works out really well. And sometimes I'm like, after it's gone, oh God, I probably shouldn't have said yes to that. But like, that actually makes for a good business, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you opened up the, the shop and originally it was just a kind of, an, um, not just, but originally it was going to be a studio where you were going to use the space to make your bouquets and make yeah. your, and, and, and then you started doing kind of your own sort of workshops and things like that, wreath making and. Yeah. So I was in the shop doing like weddings and stuff, you know, and somebody would stick their head in and go, is this a flower shop? Yeah. And I'd go, no, but I have a few spare flowers. I'll make you a bouquet. And then someone else would go, Mary down the road said you made her a bouquet. Could you make me a bouquet? So then I started ordering in extra stock for like bouquets and then that grew. And then somebody one day asked for a greeting card and I was like, I don't have greeting cards, but I'll get some. 
And then that grew. And now we stock like, so we really champion Irish female businesses. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. So we stock DA candles. We stock um, pickle pom-pom cards. We stock a little idea jewellery, you know. So we just, we really, we're very um, particular with what we bring in because we're not a gift shop. That's like, you know, we have a gift section in our studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, we, we want to make sure that like they're all brands that we love and that we really, that I would buy, which I do all the time. I'm always buying the stock that comes into my shop. I'm actually have myself broke, but you know. Amazing. And it's so important. Like I um, work, you know, two days a week for Irish Country Magazine mm-hmm. and we have our Irish Made Awards, which we were literally just talking about this morning. And we have a retail category and we've introduced two new retail categories this year, actually, we're local retailer. And that's exactly the type of people that we look for. So well, hopefully you're going to enter. I know you said you're going to enter, yeah. but it's definitely those businesses that support Irish brands, that support Made Local. Um, and I just love that idea of like the, the locals of Inchicore kind of popping their head in and asking you if you, you know, for, for a bouquet and your business growing from that. I mean, you really were the accidental florist yeah. in, in that way. And and it's really important to me, like, because we're in Inchicore and there's like very different income levels in Inchicore. There's yes. all the new people moving in and then there's the people who are there years. It's really important to me that everyone can walk in and buy something. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we, we have take, like gifts from five euro all the way up to 150 euro bouquet do you know what I mean yeah. so but it's important to me that like we're really accessible to everyone yeah yeah and so you I mean like uh, one of the one of the things that I what, what I love following you on Instagram is you know you know the, how busy you are you you know you were out recently like spray painting um barley gold and you were sort of making a joke like that people talk about how floristry it's so relaxing but how busy <laughs> you are and I think that is I, you know, I'm a life coach and I have a lot of coaching clients come to me. And I think like being a florist is this like lovely idea that people have in their head where you just arrange pretty things, yeah. but it's a lot of hard work for you. Oh yeah. Pop culture is absolutely lying to us. I do not stand <laughs> around in beautiful floaty floral dresses, making bouquets like I wish. <laughs> now, I actually don't wish I'd find that really boring. Um, but no, it's, it's wild. Like I, I, I went into it a bit blind because I did a course in a classroom and then went off and started doing my own thing. And I remember the first time the big hours arrived, I was it's like the amount of work people don't see the amount of work like you're bleaching buckets every single day like every single stem that comes in like you say we have a huge wedding this week and we have over a thousand stems coming in for every single one of them has to be treated individually in order to get it into its peak condition for the wedding wow so people see the finished product which is the bouquet but there's days of work wow. that goes into that even hours of work trying to find the particular flower that you want and the exact shade and the right length stem and like there's just way more to it I think than people realize including myself when I decided I'm going to do this and so. how do you do that I mean you know are, are a lot of the flowers I mean homegrown but I'm sure you've got so many tropical flowers as well that come in from other places I mean is it just like a big warehouse somewhere full of these beautiful flowers basically yeah <laughs> so like we buy our flowers in from Holland okay and um, where possible we buy Irish but yeah. like obviously with our climate and stuff like that it's just and it's very seasonal here so as much as possible we buy Irish uh, but for the majority of our flowers, they do come from Holland and they come, they, they come via all over the world to yeah. Holland and then wow. they come to us, you know? Wow. But, um, oh, it's an amazing process. Like there's a live auction every day online that you go on and you buy your flowers, you know? Wow. So it's cool. Wow. Yeah. And so talk to me about the many different streams of your business now. So, you know, you have your, your shop, your, 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 you sell your bouquets, you do your weddings, you have your pop-up workshops. Maybe you yeah. can talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. And then the corporate work that you've just seemed to be hugely successful in. So talk to us about how all of this kind of came about. Yeah. It's a funny one as well. Like the, the, the business at the moment, um, somebody was asking me about this today 
like you know which part of the business do you want to focus on and I'm like well all, all of it yeah none of it is um self-sustainable at the moment like yeah. all of it brings it all together you know yeah. yeah but I do love all of it for different reasons like I, I don't know now I never wanted a shop but I don't know if I could give it up now mm. I quite love it I love chatting to people when they come in and stuff you know and um, the workshop side of things really interests me like I love I actually have a degree in English anthropology and at one point was considering doing my dip to be a teacher I'd really like there's a part of me that would love to be a secondary school teacher so that side of the business really I love it mm. and I'm still a relatively new florist mm. like I you know I'm a, I'm a baby florist in terms of like some of the amazing florists in Ireland but down the road I'd love to do that a bit more formal mm. maybe have a school and mm. um, working in a professional capacity but I, I have loads to learn before I could even go there. So for know? anyone who's listening who don't, doesn't know what we're talking about in terms of the workshops you do kind of like seasonal wreath making workshops yeah. for doors and flower crown and things and yeah so we do flower crown workshops for hen parties which is what I did we do seasonal wreath workshops our Christmas ones are brilliant crack and um, we call them our whopper wreath workshops and there's always like music and lots of drinks and they're loads of fun and then we do smaller ones um like in the shop with like coffees and pastries on a Sunday morning that mm. kind of thing yeah but we actually we normally do one in spring but we haven't had a chance to do them because as you were saying there about the corporate work that's just gone yes bananas after the Beckham thing yes (laughs) yes well I mean because I also have seen you know obviously working in the media working in Irish Country Magazine we've been getting get invitations to various different PR events for drinks brands or fashion brands and then it's just been so lovely to see you know and Heather from Flower Pop is going to be there to you know do a kind of a a corporate gig as such you know as as part of the entertainment which is just amazing to see as well all the different brands that you're working with in that way yeah no it's great like I had a couple of brands this year on my list of like you know these are my like business goals for this year one of them being pre-mark and uh, one of them being choopy and I've, I've done both of them already wow. which I was delighted about um but because they always do really cool events you know so um yeah. yeah like people bring us in and we do like a flower bar yeah where we like make a live bouquet with you pick out your stems no one else was really doing it it's a lovely interactive way um you know for people to like interact with flowers but also it's great for brands because everybody loves holding a bouquet in front of the shop that they've just been in and taken a photograph with mm. like and they've got branded ribbon and stuff so like it's a lovely um yeah it's lovely it's a nice gift you know and your flower walls that you do as well we do so flower walls yeah so yeah. for anybody you know a flower wall at a corporate event where people stand in front of get their <gasps> pictures taken so your flowers are being seen so, you know Everywhere. far and wide in terms of like the imagery and things like that yeah. that are being used in magazines so we actually have one flower wall at it, but it just seems to be everywhere but we change it up so we rent that out yeah. right very good <laughs> yeah and then weddings so I mean how much wedding work do you do loads like we're like we're going into wedding season now what I love about the way the wedding season kind of works is uh, brand launches tend to slow down towards the end of May June because all the spring summer launches are done and everyone kind of goes on their holidays Mm -hmm. but then wedding season kicks off for May June July August and we have some amazing weddings coming up we have a really really exciting one on Friday that I'm dying to do like this bride is just so up our street it's in it's in town it's in city hall in the west and like it's like I can't wait to show it off um so I'm really excited about that but yeah no like we like we get really cool brides wow. like I'm so well couples yeah um but like yeah I, like I love the weddings wow the weddings are probably my favorite part and yeah. I mean how much sort of input do you have obviously obviously one of the other things that I do is a celebrant so I you know I, I I'm involved in the wedding industry as well but and I know like in terms of my involvement with that in terms of writing their love story and having the involvement in terms of creating the ceremony but how much involvement do you have in terms of the creative direction for from for a wedding it's very funny actually you tend to get people who either know exactly what they want 
and they come to you and say, I want this bouquet, these flowers, da da da. Yeah. And that's fine. But then, then, then we have the other extreme where people are like, I just love what you do. This is my budget. What can you do it in that budget? And then they, they, they don't talk to you again until the week of their wedding right. when they just check in, you know? Yeah. And they're the brides that we love. Like we obviously love all of our couples, but <laughs> the couples that let you go, um, let you have like trust you sure that's when the real magic happens they're the the the, the bouquets that get like you know all the instagram likes and shares or that get sent back to us and mm. you know so mm. i think it's an art form and mm. you're picking your florist base because you like their style of art mm. like so, no one's going to come to me for like you know the really um delicate floristry there's lots of people who do that kind of fine art floristry in ireland i'm not one of them mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they you know they're coming to me because they want loud yes colorful bright and flowers are really important and they're a feature not an accent and that kind of thing you know yeah as the flowers as the name suggests flower pop yeah that is exactly what what you're all about which is amazing and the colors are you're you have a very recognizable brand um so in terms of that then let's talk about beckham's (laughs) and all of this amazing uh, work that has come from it since that was yeah so gracie cahill you are collaborating with her quite a bit now right yes yeah, so Gracie decided to do um to go out on her own yes, styled with Grace. Well. She's yeah. an incredible stylist. And we have a mutual friend and she was looking for somebody to do flowers for the shoot and our mutual friend um popped me onto her and I just loved her when I, I just was chatting to her on the phone and I just instantly loved her. So I was like, I want to do the flowers for the shoot, da da da. Spent the day with her, she's amazing. And then we were like, Okay, we'll keep in touch and we'll you know if anything's coming up. So yeah, so she was basically, I was, I remember I was taking a weekend off. I was like, okay, I'm taking, I'm going to take a weekend off. And I took my kids down to visit my sister and Claire. And I, I got down there, I was down there about an hour and Gracie rang me and was like, I'm not getting asked to do this gig in the storehouse. And she was like, they're saying it's for a prominent 18 year old's birthday. <laughs> um, and she was like, I Googled prominent 18 year old birthday. And she was like, it's Cruise Beckham's birthday this week. Like I couldn't be Cruise Beckham, could it? And they didn't tell us who it was. Wow. And, um, but we were like, who else could it be? And then it needed to be turned around by the Monday and it was Friday. So I was like, well, I guess we're going home. I literally got to my sister's and I was like, I have to go home. Um, and yeah, then then obviously Gracie had to like get the name place done. So when she saw David and Cruz, she was like, well, it's definitely them. That, like, yeah. Wow. And it was mad. Like we were on TV3 a few days later, like recreating the table. It was Ooh. just like... <laughs> that was the wildest week wow yeah oh my god I mean it was so it was so huge I mean obviously just seeing the, the you know the Beckhams come to Dublin for yeah. the point again for Cruz's birthday and everything but then to see so many people like that we know involved and being yeah. you know part of the the whole celebration which was great and I suppose then from that that was in the storehouse is that where the storehouse gig came from then with Ashford Castle yeah so we've, we've worked a bit together with like as, as in the two of us together with them now for a few things um which is great you know yeah. like the yeah like a couple of private dinners that haven't made it to the gram um and then Ashford the, the big like so they brought the storehouse to this huge writers conference in up in Ashford Castle in the lodge um and we had to like bring the storehouse to Ashford Lodge which was amazing yeah you know like that was a dream come true pinch me moment job yes. you know and for anyone you know who hasn't or doesn't follow Heather please go I mean there's some pictures there where you just created this incredible gold wave made of barley hanging from the you know from the suspended from the ceiling from the suspended yeah. from the ceilings which again is so popular uh, you know I know I've seen a lot of weddings and a lot of events that having that are you know are doing all of that I mean there's almost acrobatics involved in what you're doing now in like the level of work so that was insane like one of my friends said to me that week you're more of a builder than a florist at the moment and I am but like we were working till four o'clock in the morning the the day that that was being installed finishing that because I guess having never 
done something to that scale before you can't really grasp how much time it's actually going to take mm-hmm. you know and then the little hiccups that come up along the way so um no it was wild it, it was the best job and like I learned so much just from doing that job as well mm-hmm. do you know what I mean that like I'm really excited to get something like that again yes do you know and then recently at Punchestown at the mm-hmm. races where all of those incredible flowers and you know flower walls and things like that so it just seems to have gone from strength to strength and it's just really lovely to see you know how a business like as you say that was just kind of accidental has has flourished so um I suppose talk to me then about your your kids because you, you gave up your job you know 24 hour shift work to to have children and to maybe um, spend more time which a lot of solopreneurs think is yeah. um is going to give them the freedom to do but yeah like, talk to us about that how do you manage to, to to juggle everything yeah like that's definitely something that I really struggle with yeah. and I feel huge guilt around it you know what I mean because I do like I was back to work when Cece was six weeks old yeah. um and I was like I'll just do this wedding and I'll just do this but I was fully back to work when she was 10 weeks old wow and handing her over to a minder you know um so yeah it's like it's it's a real it's 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 a funny one because I've never felt happier in my work and the confidence that I have from doing what I do has to be powerful for them to see and they have a much happier mammy but like yeah I don't get to see them as much as I do but like there's always going to be that battle if you're if you're a mother and and an employer employer or employee or whatever you know like we're expected to be to like what's that saying are you supposed to like mother like you don't have a job and work like you don't like you're not a mother but like yeah thankfully they have a really hands-on dad um we have family around helping like you know Sid's in an amazing crash Cece has a brilliant minder so like they're not short of like love and attention yes would I like to spend more time with them yes that'll come yeah do you know And, and the way I'm kind of looking at it now is like they're very young now and it's when they're older and they like have summers off school and stuff I'll probably be in more of a position to like spend time with Cece doesn't have a clue what's going on yeah. she's just loved and looked after Sid I think feels it a bit yeah you know yeah but, but you know you've been you know you were incredible I remember seeing that you know the the Instagram posts of you when Cece was just a few weeks old and you had her you know swaddled to your chest while you were like making flowers and making bouquets and you know she was still attached to you and you're yeah. working and I mean it's uh, it's very inspiring to see for for women I mean I think with the Irish Maid Awards we see you know five we had 500 entries last year um predominantly women who starting their own small businesses based off of an idea that they had or a gap in the market or something that they see that has solved a problem for them a lot of them coming from you know yeah. being having kids and, and being moms and so you know even on Gordon's episode we talked about that idea of like filling a space finding a gap and you know following your passion um it's just been a case that yours has just gone on a meteoric rise it's it's gone insane like I couldn't you know and like I don't want to glamorize having the baby in the studio and like it's hard you know what I mean like I mean I I do and it's and it's cool but like it's I don't glamorize the grind at all you know like I obviously would like to be able to spend more time with the kids but it just is what it is and I have to remind myself that like it's really powerful it's going to be really powerful for her to grow up yeah seeing mammy run her deadly business yeah you know yeah um because I want to I want her to know that she can do anything she wants and Sid obviously as well you know but like yeah. the the world is geared towards Sid knowing he can do whatever he wants do you know <laughs> what I mean like so I want Cece to know that like women can ha- can can run these deadly businesses as well yeah. um but yeah no like it's yeah it's tough but yeah. she's a happy very happy smiley baby she's and baby ever yeah. yeah yeah and I think as you as you say you know babies pick up vibes they pick up energy from the, the their parents and you know if you're happy and you're happier than you've ever been then you know that's a really good example to yeah. to to set I suppose as well. my plan is hopefully this year is to have 
slightly bigger staff staffing so that I can like, you know, uh, work on a Monday and a Tuesday until I, until Sid starting school. So until it's time to collect him from school and then be like, okay, I'm clocking out and be home with them in the afternoons. That That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if things keep going at the way they are, that's not going to happen because yeah. I'll be in work all the time. But like, that's cool too. So, I mean, like, talk to me then about your plans for, you know, the future. I mean, you, you just mentioned that you're potentially moving into a new space and things like that. I mean, like, is it a case of, you know, that you become sort of an artistic creative director of Flower Pop, um, you know, because I think obviously I I work in, in business, as I said, I, I help small businesses and things like that. And it's about looking at strategy when things are happening so accidentally or when things are just happening, you know, uh, you know, someone you talk to a friend and then they recommend you and then suddenly you're doing the Beckhams. These things can sometimes just take on a life of their own without actually sitting back and looking at the strategy. I mean, have you even had time to, to do that? Yeah, I'm kind of getting into that phase now. So we haven't taken a breath. Like Christmas was wild and we were like, after Christmas in January, we'll do this. And we, we had the busiest January and then it was Valentine's Day and then it was Mother's Day and then the Beckham thing happened. <laughs> so um, I'm actually closing the shop for two weeks in August okay and I've been saying no to jobs left right and centre for those two weeks because I actually just want to take a breather and and do that I have an, a brilliant full-time employee Roisin who is also an accidental flower she was one of my brides last year and I loved her so much that I offered her a job wow and she quit her job and came and trained to be a florist wow. yeah and we have another lovely um lady uh Hillary who is starting with us as well now so and then we have a deadly team of freelancers but um I I was only saying the other day to Roisin that like since it's all taken off, I'm spending so much time working on the business that I'm not getting time to work in the business. So right. I, I, I sometimes don't touch a flower at all all week, you know, yeah. thankfully the team are really talented. So it's great. But I, I am starting to go more into a creative director space, yes. you know, um, and which has its good points and its bad points, you know, because yes. I actually love doing what I do. So I do miss being hands on with the flower sometimes. Um, but it is plant time to sit down now and be like, actually, where do you want to go? I have ideas, you know, I'd like a second studio. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, somewhere else in Dublin. I I think at some stage we're going to have to look at renting a warehouse wow. and we'll build our events there and then we'll have retails where we'll have like our focus on Irish gifts and flowers, but that the flowers will be coming from a central point. Wow. I, like I, do, that, that, I think that's where it's going to go, do you know? Wow. Yeah. And you said, you mentioned that, you know, you have your degree in English and anthropology and then you did, uh, when was it, when Sid was a few weeks old, you did uh, a master's, is that right? No, Cece. When Cece, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So a floral <laughs> master's, yeah, I know, I don't do things by half. Um, yeah, she was eight weeks old and I took on the European um, design master's. So Wow. Yeah, wow. that was wild. So I did two modules. The third one is in September and I've actually been like, actually you can't do that because that's it it's a week away it's a week in Bruges which just sounds amazing wow um yeah it's incredible I suppose the reason why I'm kind of asking that question is you know for any of the listeners uh, listening who who are thinking about going down this journey you know we're talking about you know the journey of an accidental forest and then becoming a creative director with multiple uh you know multiple streams to their business so um in terms of like upskilling like what are the things that you may have done or that you maybe are thinking that you might need to do in, in order to to step into those shoes and kind of move in that direction yeah so like there's definitely I'm, I'm looking at like I'm always looking at a course Um, I'm looking at more kind of event management and planning that side of things now as well mm. you know I'd like to start like looking at just be having a bit more structure around that because I'm a bit like woo and creative and chaotic and you know so I'd yeah. like to be a bit more to have kind of a bit more structure around there and then like having staff and um, that that was accidental as well so I definitely want to like 
as I said, I never set up set out to set up a business. And I think if I had sat down to set up a business, I wouldn't have done it because I would have thought of all the reasons why I shouldn't. Yes. So I love the way it's happened this way for me. Yes. And as I said, for the for a couple of years beforehand, I was like I was training for it without realizing by working in Sadie's kitchen and stuff. But I definitely, um, yeah, I'd like to learn a bit more about how to be a really good. Like I love my team. But how to be a really good like leader and in management and how to help them grow to their full potential and to create a space where they want to stay within Flare Pop and do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like mm-hmm. we've like the girl the girls are deadly and I adore them. So I like I want to keep them. Mm. <laughs> so like, you know. It's just so hard, I suppose, for you to even find the time to do these things where yeah. you can see that that you know, but they may be beneficial. But like when the business is just taken off the way that it is, it's hard to kind of find that time to to put that in. Yeah. Who have have you had any kind of like mentors or people that you've kind of turned to in, in in, in this time period that have helped you along the way yeah absolutely like it's it's funny um I, I think sometimes within female heavy industries you can people can think that it's quite bitchy but everyone that I've met in Flower Street has been so lovely mm. so I have um an amazing friend Fanula who is actually one of my suppliers and she gives me the best advice ever um I buy flowers from her and there's other flowers like Sinead and Adonis um who I talked to quite a bit she's like went ahead of me uh Jill's in the studio florist like I would go to them for things and they'd come to me for things and we all help each other out, you know. Mm. Jeanette and Deirdre from Case Flower School, they have this motto that like once a student, always a student. And I trained with them six years ago and I could still ring them and be like, I've been asked to do this thing. And remember you taught me that six years ago, I haven't done it since. Mm. And they'll be like, oh, and, you know, and Jeanette will send you this 10 minute voice knowing how to do it. Or they're brilliant. Yeah. Like just loads of people who, um, who, who give me a hand, you know? Wow. Yeah, definitely. Like, so yeah, as I said, all those amazing women who help, but I also, uh, Gordon, who was a, um guests on your podcast he is my cousin and he went ahead and set up his own business and so I remember when I was like kind of doing this he was going you need to go and do this like stop looking for jobs this is your job like he was a huge champion and like he I I can't say enough how much he helped me like I would ring Gordon crying sometimes because you do cry a lot I think at the start when you set up your own business no one talks about it but you do like I'd be ringing him being like what am I doing and I was that and he was like oh you know I I remember him saying to me one day I cried so many times in the first year of setting up a business and yeah. I was like, what? Because outwardly, all you see is this big confidence success, mm-hmm. do you know? So I think if you're starting your own business, it's really important to to link in with somebody who's if a year or two, a couple of steps ahead of you mm-hmm. because it's lovely to have someone to bounce that stuff off to be like, actually, like I remember going over to Gordon when I took on staff being like, how do you, like, how do you pay your staff? And mm-hmm. he was like, well, you have to get this software called CallSoft. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'd never heard of it before. I thought that you could just transfer the money. But like, I did, Absolutely. do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, so all this stuff that you don't learn, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and so I have a friend of mine who's recently set up a business. Um, and so I'm that little few steps ahead of her. So yeah. she'll ring me and be like, oh my God, you know, like I'm panicking about this thing. And I'm like, don't worry, I know a guy. <laughs> and I send her my accounts details or, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. 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 And you definitely need to have like people who are a few steps ahead. It's great to have the people who are like own these really successful businesses that are there for years, but people who are still a little bit in the trenches, but maybe just a little bit further along, they're like, yeah, absolutely. they're your people, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think, you know, again, you know, as I started off this episode talking about solopreneurs and, you know, people who kind of like want the flexibility of working for themselves and earning income and, you know, people have this sort of idea that, and I think, you know, as you say, because of Instagram, because of maybe social influencers and various different people, you you only do see the kind of the the, the surface level stuff, whereas, you know, the, the practical things like the accountant and the invoicing and the, the, you know, the legal side of things and, you know, it can be a minor minefield when you're 
have no idea what any of it means yeah. or how to get around it. I mean, what kind of advice might you offer to to anyone thinking about starting up a business in that regard? Uh, outsource as much as you can. So find out what you're not good at and pay somebody to do that. So like I, I, I have ADHD. I'm really bad at organizing things. I like um accounts and things like that just it would take me days to do that I so I as soon as I could I outsourced it yeah and it's the best investment I ever made in my business because I have this deadly uh, accountant Ralph from do my books hey Ralph <laughs> love you um and and, and I, I, he looks after everything for me yeah. you know and then I get an invoice off him every month and I'm like that's fine you know so yeah. like you know and then yeah just anything like that that you can outsource to you know yeah like it's it's definitely something that I wanted my next kind of hire would be somebody solely for admin yeah. Because I, I'm getting really swamped under with that and I I like I, I'm missing the creative side of it. Yeah. You know? Um but definitely like something like that and then somebody to bounce off because when you're the employer or the business owner, you can have staff, but it's it's not your staff aren't worrying about the electricity bills getting paid, mm. the, the fact that electricity's gone up, um, you know, council rates, all of this, like that's that is all of you. So it's 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 nice to have somebody in a similar situation to just be able to talk about that and bounce it off Mm. because yeah like you were saying like you know the whole like premise of this podcast is that like it's not a not about living a lonely life you you need people around you yeah to like support you to do these things you know yeah absolutely and there are so many people out there that um or you know are in business for that very reason I mean I think you know I obviously have several of my own businesses and things like that Mm. and and finding a really good accountant you know I wish I had done it sooner because I think for the first year I was like so worried about income tax and the tax bill and revenue and how do I do it all and actually as soon as I just you know bit the bullet and I think that's the scary thing sometimes as well when you work for yourself you you do feel like you have to do it all your on your own for the first time for the first month because you're sort of saying yes to everything and you know income and you're trying to figure out you know how to you know pay the bills your mortgage everything um and then when things start going really successfully and really well it gets really exciting but then the next question is like when do I now hire to take some of this responsibility off me like how when do I expand in order to then maybe even get even bigger which you know probably for you hiring someone to do admin may seem like a bit of a luxury and like a bit notiony for the accidental yeah. florist but actually doing that could help you even grow the bit the business even more right absolutely yeah and like it's just not my strength yeah and it's okay to say actually that's not my strength and pay somebody else to do it you know what I mean yeah. like it's definitely I always think higher outside of like whatever you're not good at hire somebody to do it if you can and there's I find there's always a tipping point with the business and we're kind of in it now like I was in it before when I took on my first hire Suzanne she's since moved to America and she was brilliant but like um when I was taking her on I was like okay I'm gonna do this now it might mean that I'm not gonna be able to pay myself for a couple of months because I have to pay for her wages mm-hmm. but I also if it if it's to grow in any way I'm gonna have to do that and 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 it, it grew with that little bit further where I actually was able to pay both of her wages. Mm-hmm. So I'm at, it's a chicken and egg thing, and I'm kind of in that position now where I'm like, okay, do I take on somebody else? And there's always a fear that you're going to do that, and things will slow down. Maybe the mm-hmm. beck and buzz will wear off, or you know, mm-hmm. um, like there's always that little bit of fear. But sometimes you just have to feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, absolutely, yeah. But I think you know you you know your your journey so far has been so. Uh, karmically you know written in the stars as he said that the fate that you know 
by actually putting that kind of structure on it and giving you freedom to be a little bit more of doing the things that you would yeah. like to do in terms of growing the business this guy's the limit in terms of where you can take it and um talk to us about sort of your sort of social media like why is it do, do you think that flower pop has been so successful and obviously i know you know there was a lot of uh social media that you were building kind of like just personally i suppose around the repeal the eighth and and things like that and so you had a, a kind of a nice base of of of, of following when you started flower pop right yeah so i was pregnant during repeal the eighth on with my son and campaigned heavily for that um and so kind of got a, a following I, I guess being a heavily pregnant person campa- campaigning for abortion rights was powerful mm-hmm. so i got a lot of um followers from that and then kind of accidentally this is the the, the the theme of my life <laughs> i i like i kind of accidentally became a tiny like I, I say a very very mini influencer i wasn't doing paid ads or anything but i had a lot of people following me for that kind of thing particularly then when i had the baby instagram loves a baby yeah <laughs> so when sid was born brands were like oh can sid be our brand rep and they would send us clothes and, or can you do this? I, I didn't like it because uh, I, I like, you know, I felt loads of pressure to like do this really good content, you know, but um, I just, I, I just, I, 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 I really don't have a filter. And when I talk on Instagram stories and stuff, I, I'll talk about anything. And I, and, and, and so I think people like that kind of mm. authenticity, Absolutely. you know, and I'd be on there like wrecked with like my mascara all down my face, haven't got no sleep the night before <laughs> with the baby. And then people saw me win the scholarship and saw me starting to do like Christmas wreaths and different things and so yeah they just really I have I've brilliant followers like they yeah. just really got behind me and so when I set up Flower Pop the Flower Pop page and it was called Flower Pop because it was going to be a pop-up Christmas shop wow that was how the name came about and the logo was something I made on Canva like <laughs> so I, I'm actually looking at doing a rebrand at the moment because I'm like I should probably elevate this a little bit you know because it was like just this Canva logo um but yeah so so everyone just came over and like I would disappear for months because I would do Christmas things and then flare pop I'd perk back up again and people would be like oh do you know yeah so no we've really um and like I show people the I'm not like polished on there either it's yeah. just not who I am just not a polished person yeah <laughs> do you know but, but you um, know what though I mean you know obviously it's great to invest in your business and to do a rebrand and all that kind of stuff but as you say the authenticity of you is what has made you so popular and yeah. the authenticity of 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 you and the journey that you've been on and I think people have just people love a success story and they love one that isn't setting out to be successful if that makes sense you yeah know, I, think, I also think as well we're like we're really good at our jobs so yeah. like it's like we we can have all of this and we can have the Beckham like you know but like actually we back that up by being really good at what we do yeah so you know just to get that out there not to be totally like (laughs) I'm just so accidental I'm I'm I'm, I am very good at my job and so is my team absolutely you know so like we we have the goods to back it up you know so yeah um, yeah but that's the thing I just feel like the brand needs uh deserves a bit more attention from me now as in like just tightening things like I we worked on well we didn't work on Chupi's rebrand we were the we we did the flower bar when she announced her when she showed off her rebrand and it was yes. so gorgeous and like everything she does is amazing and it was just this elevation and and it's it was time for for them to elevate and it's time for us to ele- elevate now as well yes. you know we're moving into our new studio in a couple of weeks like that's all being fitted out um you know like we're we're doing we're working with like more corporate clients bigger clients we're getting bigger jobs so it just all needs to just go up a little notch now yeah you know um but that's what i think your your products and your products you are amazing at what you do i've been fortunate i actually popped up on my instagram i think from three years ago a flower pop bouquet that i had been sent and i was thanking you and gordon and i was like oh i just love them i know they last for so long and their colors are just amazing but i think you know 
poor old interflora like you know the, the people would be getting their interflora bouquet for a special occasion and now it's like ooh, a flower pop one it's just <laughs> it's that added, added that added elevation i yeah. suppose that you that you that you bring to it that it's a cool kind of a brand that you're associated with now and so by association receiving one of those bouquets makes you cool too right <laughs> so that's exactly what you want from a from a brand and from yeah. a business and it's it's incredible to know that that has what has happened from a logo that you created on Canva and I suppose that's an amazing message to anyone listening that a lot of the 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 difficulties that I run into with some of my coaching clients or the small businesses that I work with is that they're so afraid to kind of make that first step they will put so many blocks and barriers in their way like they will say I don't have a logo and I don't have a website and I don't have Instagram and I don't know how to do my social media and I don't have headshots and I don't have you know and it's like okay well like let's just start with what you do have start with what you have exactly like you can literally make a logo in the paint application on Microsoft if you wanted to you know it's not going to be great but you know you know you can take get a headshot you know go and stand against a white wall and get your mate to take a picture of you laughing you know there's all different things that you can do if you are just willing to put yourself out there yeah and I I think as well like you know if you're thinking about starting your own business or doing something on the side it's really important that you love it yeah because it takes up so much of your time and so much of your headspace but when you do love it it's so obvious Mm. like you can tell Mm. the people who love their brands Mm. you know Mm. um like I was saying like we stock like a little idea and we stock DA candles and 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 you know that like Lydia and Ali Ali, uh, both love what they do and Mm. their brands are amazing and so like you know like that screams from everything that they do Mm. it's so authentic you Mm. know so Mm. people will get behind you if you can stand behind what you're doing absolutely you know so absolutely 100% so you don't need a fancy logo to be good at what you do it helps yeah you know but like that that like we're two years in now so that can come that can come in time just like you said start with what you have you know yeah absolutely Um, and you actually have a flower pop DA candle now right I do (laughs) I know I know I'm delighted with myself (laughs) (laughs) I wanted one of those for ages Uh, (laughs) which is gorgeous where where can you buy them from uh, you can buy it on our website or in our store on Emmett Road okay amazing yeah um so yeah and I suppose that is just another question as well that just in terms of expansion I mean do you see you know you said you have a second shop but what about like flower pop being available in other retail outlets I mean is that something that you think might be possible in the future I don't know you know like everything is kind of up for grabs at the moment um I like that we're like a local independent um, oh, we were called an indie cult store recently, which I loved. I was like, okay, cool. I can be an indie cult store. Um, so I don't know that like, I, I don't see, I don't necessarily see that far as I, so this sounds like real, but like, I don't chase money. It's not, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't get me off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to create like a brand that I love, a lifestyle, like to fit in with my lifestyle. So for me now, it's to get it to a point where it's self-sustainable enough that I can spend more time with my kids and all of that. Like, of course you could keep pushing to grow it, but that's not. Yeah. That's not my goal. Yeah. I want a lovely job doing something I love that fits in with my lovely kids and a lovely lifestyle. Yeah. And for us to have for it to make enough money for us to have all the things we need and some of the things we want Absolutely. that's what I'm after amazing you know amazing and I, you know that's this is the thing I always work with with my clients on in terms of like for me working for myself what I always say is I do what I'm good at passionate about that helps other people and allows me to live the life I want to lead yeah and you know that for me then you have to ask the question well what's the life I want to lead for me it's paying my mortgage going on a couple of holidays looking after my mom but you yeah. know not worrying about clo- about about money from you know going to the supermarket and putting things into my trolley or whatever that kind of thing it's not about anything more than that and I remember being at an event for startups and this speaker came on stage and said you know 
um, everybody here, you know, you you should all want to be millionaires. And I remember thinking, you know, you can't want to be a millionaire. You have to want to make good product, provide good service, be passionate about what you do. And if money follows on from that, then yeah. then great. But ultimately, it starts with the passion for, for being good at something yeah. and doing what you want to do. And become a millionaire at what cost? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. There's always a cost for these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? And I, so. you know, I had a, a, you know, a discussion with my brother about that as well. He was saying, Ariana, you could be making a lot more money, but, I, but I'm, but I, for what? I'm yeah. so happy with what I am doing and the yeah. freedom that it gives me. And I think that's an important thing to remember for people as well. And I remember being at that same event and writing down my quote, which is on my website. And um, someone came on stage and said, you should all aim for world domination. And I said, you know, don't aim for world domination, aim to dominate your own little world. And yeah. I think, you know, you are absolutely dominating the world of flowers. I could dominate D8 with flowers. <laughs> like Dublin 8. Where it is, where my shop is. That'd be great. You're absolutely, yeah. absolutely dominating Dublin 8, but yeah. you're absolutely dominating the, dominating the world of floristry, the world of, you know, female solopreneurs. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just like, long may it continue for you. It's been an amazing thing to witness and it's really exciting to see where you're going to take it to next but equally if you take it no further than where you've taken it now and you get to spend more time with your kids and you're happy doing that then that's the success in, in that as absolutely. well absolutely yeah. yeah yeah thank you very much for coming on the podcast thanks for having me